going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons. We're going to be playing the 5th edition book, Tales from the Yawning Portal. And from that book, we are going to be playing the Sunless Citadel, which is an adventure for levels 1 through 3, and ideally for about a party of 3. I am your host, your dungeon master, and your player. So, welcome. I'm going to be playing with myself. So, without further ado, let's dive right into it. The camera pans over to the edge of a nearby tree line. Heavy rain falls on the halfling and his, and his companion, a large mastiff, carrying a harness and saddlebags on either side. The dirt trail is almost completely submerged in water. In some spots, it's halfway up to the halfling's leather boots, which isn't saying much, seeing as the average halfling is about three feet tall. The party stops under a half-dead pine tree, which is perched on a hilltop overlooking the farmland. In the near distance, smoke can be seen coming from the little cottage town. See, Dex, I knew we'd make it before nightfall. The mastiff lets out a groan and sits in the mud puddle, collecting under the pine tree. Dempsey, the halfling ranger, opens up one of the saddlebags attached to the soaking wet dog, who seems completely content in the puddle, and pulls out some rations. Dexter's ears perk up as he is handed a chunk of dried rabbit. Well, shall we? says Dempsey to the dog. The halfling climbs onto the back of the mastiff, reapplies his hood to cover up his head from the rain, and the two party members make their descent into the town of Oakhurst. After a short while, the ranger and his loyal companion reach the quiet little village and make their way to the front of the only tavern in town. A large wooden sign swings from side to side. It reads, The Old Boar Inn. Well, this ought to do decks. The halfling climbs down from the mastiff, and the two push their way inside. Alright, I'll have you roll a perception check, just to kind of get a general feel of the place now that you've entered the tavern. Alright, 11, and you have a plus 1 to perception. So, not the most perceptive, but rather nothing. So you roll a 12, which is enough. Um, from what you can tell, the place is warm, and the faces are friendly. I have a seat at the bar. I'll be with you in just a minute, barks a human off in the corner, serving one of the tables. He's got an apron on. He's got white long sleeve shirt kind of rolled up to his elbows. Rather large beard. Um, kind of a dad bod going. A little bit of a gullet, but seems pretty friendly. You walk over to the bar, which there's not a ton of patrons right now at the bar. It looks like there's plenty of room to sit. You climb on up and take a seat right at the bar table. Um, by the time you got to the bar, you kind of passed a few other tables that had a decent amount of people sitting down. Everyone's just kind of enjoying their food and drinking their ale. Um, general vibe, as you notice, is just pretty, pretty welcoming for the most part. While you were climbing up the bar stool, your dog, Dexter, kind of took a beeline right to the fireplace and sat right at the rug. You can Almost like he's been here before. He looks like he's completely at home and he is warming up by the fire. Um, a minute or so goes by and the barkeep makes his way back around the bar and walks up towards you. Hey, appreciate you, you being patient. Yes, my name is Dempsey. I come from the town of Greenest and I'm here to speak with, well, hopefully speak with your mayor, Mayor Werner Lang. Can you point me to where he is? 
Or where his residence is? Ah, uh, yeah, well, you're in the right place. This is Oakhurst, and the mayor here is Mayor Werner Lang. Uh, however, you're probably a little late. I doubt the village hall is open. But in the morning, if you walk out these doors, you take a left and go down a couple blocks. Eventually, it'll be on your right-hand side. And that'll be the village hall, and that's where you can find the mayor. Ah, yes, but it's rather urgent. I do need to speak with him now. Can you point me to his private residence? Uh, sorry, buddy. I can't quite do that. I doubt he wants anyone stopping by this hour. Uh, I mean, like I said, though, I'm I'm from Greenest, and it's rather urgent. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear about what happened to Greenest. Word travels fast. Glad, glad you're alive, though. Terrible, terrible thing that cult did. But, uh, really, I think your best bet would be spend the night here, and then in the early in the morning, I'll point you over to the village hall, and you'll be able to speak with, most likely be able to speak with the mayor then. Once again, sir, it is rather urgent. Our governor, he's in, he's in dire need, so I'm here to, to get something from the, from the mayor, and I think he's the only one that can really help me. Uh, alrighty. Well, you're also kind in luck. Garen, the barkeep, points over to the table in the corner. Right there, that older gentleman. Uh, that's Mayor Verderling. That's his wife. And he's with a couple over there, a couple of farmers. They run some of the farms around here. So maybe if you're, if you're lucky, you can walk over to that table and he'll entertain you for a minute. But, uh, yeah, I wish you luck, buddy. Thank you very much there. And your name is? Yeah, the name's Garen. I'm the barkeep and the owner here of the Old Boar Inn. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Be on with you. Yes, for sure. You hop down from your bar stool, you walk briskly over to the table where the mayor is, and you make eye contact with the mayor. Uh, hello there. Uh, who are we here? Yes, I am Dempsey, Orville Dempsey. I come from Greenest. Are you the mayor? Uh, yeah, yes I am. I'm Mayor Werner Lang. And uh, what can I do for you, boy? Yes, I'm in, I'm in some dire need. Um, it sounds as though here in Oakhurst, if my information is right, you have the ability to possess a, a ruby red apple that has healing properties. Uh, yes, we do. Well, now and again we do. We do get our hands on those ruby red apples that have such abilities to heal just about anything. And you're in luck, actually, in about a couple weeks, the beginning of the summer solstice, we should have another shipment. Oh, you mean to tell me you don't have them now? I was hoping that, that you'd have some now. No, actually, here. Uh, one minute. He, the mayor looks at his wife and looks at the couple, and he excuses himself here. All right, here, buddy. Let's go over there. And he makes his way over to another table, kind of in the back corner of the building. He waves at Garen, and then walks over to the table, and he sits down. Here, boy. Uh, up up here. Let's have a little more private conversation. I can hear a little better over here, away from the chatter. So, yes, that apple. Unfortunately, we do not have them on hand. Wow, man, I was really hoping you guys would... We'd be growing them by now, according to our, our, our scholars, at least from what we gathered here in Greenest, that you've been 
you've been able to get those apples for a few years now. Yes, that is the case. We've been able to have them, but we don't can't quite grow them, you see. Oh, man. Well, where can I get one? I, I Two or three weeks is not going to make it, and I'm sure you've heard of Greenest and the situation we're in. I have, yes, I have. I'm terrible, terribly sorry. God blessed cult. Doing nothing but cause trouble for this poor little towns here in the Sword Coast, Faroon. Yes, I... Believe me, I'm quite sick of the cult. If you don't mind, can you fill me in kind of exactly how the how the whole situation went down and why you need one of these? Yes. Um, you see, one night we were attacked by the cult. And the attack went on for several days. We we held up in the keep. And uh, our governor, Governor Nightale, he was he was attacked with a, with a poison crossbow bolt. And it scarred him quite badly. He's actually most likely going to be blind in both eyes now. But the... One of the, the bolts that hit him, it uh, contains a, a deadly disease. And all of our clerics and priests there are unable to, to quite rid him of that disease. And so they did some research, and it turns out we were kind of pointed here to Oakhurst. And that's why I'm here. I'm on a, a rather long mission to hopefully grab one of those healing apples and return it to our governor. And as you know, that's kind of why it's rather urgent. Oh, yes. Very urgent. Sorry to hear that. Uh, hmm. Hey, Garen! Garen! Over here! And, uh, if you could, grab the missus. And he, the mayor points through the door. And if the door wasn't there, you'd be able to see the general store. And about five to ten minutes later, Garen returns from outside. And he has a, a female human with him. And... Garen grabs some food and grabs some drinks from the bar table, and he makes his way over to your table and he sits down. I appreciate it, Garrett. Mrs. Hockerill, sorry to wake you from your 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 night here, but uh, this is this is Orville Dempsey. He's coming from Greenest, and he's he's in search of uh, one of those ruby red apples that the Goblin deliver now and again, and uh, it sounds as though it's rather urgent, and that's. That's why I brought you here. Garen, you're kind of an expert here. You kind of know the area more than anyone. You've heard all the stories. So if you could kind of fill him in as to how he's going to be able to, you know, get some some of those apples from the directly from the goblins. Oh, uh, yeah, I can. I can for sure. I can give you that information. But, I mean, I'm sure the mayor already told you. If you wait a couple weeks, you'll be able to grab one. They most likely are just going to deliver one here in, at the max three weeks from now. That's kind of our busy season, the summer solstice, anyway. Uh, yes, see, your mayor has, has informed me of that. However, our governor is uh, rather ill, and that's why I'm in search of those apples, and, and I need it as, as fast as possible. I was hoping to, to get it first thing tomorrow morning and be on my way. Oh, my dog and I, you point to your dog, Dex, who's over there by the fireplace. Alrighty, and, uh, Sorry, uh, where are my manners at? This is Mrs. Huckreel. And you... Garen points to the missus, and she's kind of wiping some tears from her eyes. And she slides you over a... a stack of papers, and then those papers are kind of wanted posters, and it, it kind of lists the description of a couple kids that are missing, and 
you you put two and two together, you realize that she is missing a couple of her kids. And the mayor kind of fills you in with that information along with Garen. And the missus really doesn't speak much about it. But um, she's kind of wiping tears from her eyes. And she excuses herself a couple times, goes to the bathroom, and eventually just kind of paces around the back as you, the mayor, and Garen have a conversation. So yeah, that's uh, Mrs. Huckreel. She's missing a couple of kids. Uh, about two or three weeks ago they went. And then they're kind of the exploring type, much like you. And they went they went uh, about seven miles east if you're down the old road. There's a sunken citadel. That sounds most likely that's kind of where they, where they went exploring. Uh, and that happens to be kind of where you are going to be end up going, sounds like. That is where we believe those goblins are coming from. And uh, if you're lucky enough, I'm sure if you make your way down there, you'll be able to get one of them fruit. But uh, if you could do do us a favor and, and do the missus a favor while you're in, in search of those fruit, uh, if you could keep an eye out for her. He kind of speaks softly. He doesn't want to let the missus overheal over here. He says, uh, yeah, if you could just kind of look for those kids um, here. And he points to the, the stack of papers. Um, they're about in their early early 20s, late teens. Uh, a female and a male human. They went down in that citadel and we have not seen them in weeks and we're afraid of the worst. So yeah, uh, here at Oakers things are rather grim. And I'm sure you can relate in Greenest. I'm sorry to hear about Greenest again. But uh, yeah, if you if you find them alive... Which would be absolutely amazing. It would be a complete miracle. You'd be paid very handsomely, 250 gold per per child. We would love, 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 love to have those kids back. But um, he turns again to try to cover up his words from Mrs. Huckrell. If you are unable to find them alive, if you could, each of those kids has a family signet ring, a black signet ring. If you could return those to the missus and at least give her some closure, that would be a that would be equally appreciated. And you, you'll you be paid as well for those 125 gold per per ring. And I know Greenus could use that money rebuilding and all. So, if you could do us a favor, I mean, we'll kind of pack you a bag. I'll get you a map. It's pretty much a straight shot here, but about seven miles here from... Yeah, seven miles here from, uh, from Oakhurst, you're going to find... Uh... Uh, kind of the end of the old road to uh, to your side. Yeah, and to your side you're gonna find the there if you can find the ravine. It could be a, a rather large ravine with some busted up pillars hanging over up top. Um, and down in that ravine, uh, you're gonna find that sunken citadel, and that's where we believe the goblins are coming from, and that's where we believe the kids are. And uh, if you could, if you could do us a favor while you're in search, I know things are things are dire at Greenest, but. Uh, you're going to be going down there already. It would be very, very helpful. Now, it's going to be a lot for just one person. It's going to be rather daunting. Uh, it won't be just one person. I've got my dog over there, Dex. And believe me, we've made it this far. I think we can we can get down that citadel. We're, we're rather stealthy. So, I just... I've got money on me. I'm going to offer them goblins. You know, more wealth than they can imagine. And I'm going to do my best to get one of them fruit, and i got to return as fast as I can to Greenest and help out our, our poor... Governor Nighthill. Very well, very well. Uh, but I, I say, you know, 
you get some rest here. I'm going to get you a plate of food for you and your dog. And you read over the stack of information here. It's got a list of descriptions and and uh, we want you to we want you to succeed and like I said, it'd be awfully daunting for one person, but I don't know. Definitely possible. I don't want to see any more harm come to to you and everyone in Greenus and here in Oakhurst. We can't really afford to have any more losses, but I'm going to help you out. And the mayor here, I'm going to help you out. So get some rest, buddy. So for the next little bit, you share a meal with the mayor. You share a meal with, with Garen, some drinks. Um, you're up you know, rather late, and you're kind of strategizing how how the best way to to go about you know dealing with the goblins, and they kind of tell you why they know they you know they've attempted to grow those apples when they're delivered. Sounds like the goblins drop them off in the summer solstice, and they are planted in the ground. And when those those plants end up making it about two feet tall, those saplings um, in the middle of the night they are stolen. It appears as though they're stolen. So it sounds like the goblins have a, a monopoly on those fruit, and they don't really want you growing them. They want they don't want Oakhurst profiting on those fruit. So that's why they no longer, you know, have a build stock of those fruit. And um, he, you know, one thing leads to another. Eventually, tells you kind of the last person who expressed interest in the sunken citadel, and that is the gentleman by the name of Block, the outcast. And describes, you know, that he was with a rather large frog or a large toad and kind of appeared to be almost like a druid of some sort and informs you that, you know, there's the, not, the, not the safest road in Oakhurst and there's reasons why why farmers don't let their cattle graze out at night and then just there's a rather, rather unfriendly road and then those goblins have been seen now and again outside the citadel, outside that ravine. But as the night goes on, they give you all the information. You take the stack of papers that have descriptions of the kids. You go up to your room. Your dog takes a seat at the floor, and you you find the bed, and you do your best to get some sleep. Even though you are very anxious, you are equally exhausted. It's been been many, many miles, many days, weeks, traveling from, from Greenest to Oakhurst. So... Sleep finds you well, and you wake up early in the morning, you tug on your dog's collar, you make your way downstairs, he follows closely behind you, you grab some breakfast, looks like it's already set on top of the bar table, there's a small little bag there, and a note from from Garen, and it has a, has a, well, you know, a little goodie bag, some, some rations, some water, looks like you have one healing potion as well, they were kind enough to give you that, so you can add that to your inventory. And you gather up all your supplies, tie it to your back, and you look at Dex, your your dog, and you agree that alrighty, it's time we exit this tavern and we begin this crazy journey. All of a sudden, it is now a rescue mission. It's no longer just a delivery mission. So, well, Dex, I'm sure glad to have you by my side. This would be this would be too much for me. You pat him on the head, and you. You approach the tavern door. And just before you open the door, you hear some some rustling going on behind the bar table. And you turn back there and you take a take a look. Hey Demps, is that you? As Garen pokes his head out. 
Oh, uh, yes. Yes, it is, Garen. Ah, great. I'm glad I caught you before you took out. I wanted to make sure you grabbed everything. Looks like you, looks like you got it all there. He takes a look at you. Yeah, I wanted to thank you in person. I'm glad I got the opportunity. thought you'd be asleep. But I uh, appreciate the, the potion, appreciate the map, all the instructions here, the pamphlets, and the, all the extra rope and rations. That will, that will go a long way. I, I do appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Uh, not a problem. But actually, that was mostly the Mrs. Huckreel over there. The general store, she kind of hooked you up for that part. Ah, well, I don't know why I said thank you. Oh, she knows. She knows. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to let you know one more thing. Um, the mayor, he, he sent a word out to, to greet us for you. So, it won't take too long. We'll get an update on, on what it is you're doing. So, maybe a little bit of ray of hope for that town. Jeez. I don't know what to do. I'll never be able to repay the mayor. Ah, uh, well, yeah, about that. He actually, it sounds like he already kind of told most of the town that he's sponsoring a, a rescue mission for the two Hawkreel kids. So, uh, the town's looking pretty favorably at the mayor right now, so uh, you could probably call it even at this point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we all really do appreciate everything you're doing here, buddy, and we wish you the best of luck. And uh, one last thing to add is, this morning, Miss Huckerel, she stopped by the, the shrine and she put in a good word for you. Dropped off a couple silver for the for the offering, so you never know. You might just be getting a blessing from, from the gods. But uh, I won't keep you too long here, buddy. Now you take off, you head for the road, eventually you'll hit you'll hit that, uh, that ravine. But keep your wits about you. Not the safest road, especially at night, but... You're getting an early start, so I'll let you go, buddy. You take care. You give Garen a, a nice nod. You kind of tighten down your, your backpack here. Make eye contact with your dog. Give him a nod, and you make your way towards the door. You take a, a deep breath, a nervous gulp, and you you talk yourself into it. All right, Dex, let's do it. Oh yeah, here. Let me let me grab that lock for you. Garen runs over there and grabs the top lock. You exit the door of the tavern, and there's a few towns members there, and they're very excited that you agreed to this. And now you're like, "Oh f! This is definitely real. People now depend on me." It seems like, and what was just kind of this quick reaction, you're starting to almost feel regret as like, "Oh crap! What have I got myself into?" You smile, showing your teeth as best as you can. Yeah, thanks. And you kind of make your way through town. Everyone's kind of patting you on the back and wishing you well. And you cannot get out of town fast enough. You're almost sprinting. You want to get on top of Dex, your Mastiff, and, and ride out of there as fast as you can. But you're kind of afraid he's going to embarrass you and, and fight you because it's really early in the morning. And you can tell he's exhausted, does not want to be on this adventure just as much as you don't want to be on this adventure but five or so minutes go and you are out of town and you are now heading towards the sunken citadel and it's just you and your thoughts and your dog kind of dragging behind and about two two hours or so goes by and you kind of realize you've been walking for a little bit now and you're gonna you're gonna stop and at least you know go through the bag look at everything that uh, Garen gave you. But by the time you kind of thinking about it, you're like, man, you know, I know it's only about seven, 
seven miles or so, you've got to be quite close. So you look at Dex kind of from the side. You don't really want to hint to him that you're going to stop because then that's all you're going to want is to stop. And you realize he's just kind of equally zoned out. So you return walking and you keep walking. It is a warm, muggy summer day. Kind of a, it was raining the previous night, so it's very humid. Bugs are out buzzing, birds are chirping, wildlife is moving around. You're definitely on an older trail, hasn't been used in some time. At least it's not a frequently, you know, used one. Definitely gets used probably daily, but, you know, maybe one person or so, and probably not the whole length of this trail. And some, some time goes by, and before you know it, you are actually at the ravine, which is right where Garen told you is the spot where you're going to kind of want to look out. It sounds like that's a good spot as to where the sunken citadel is. And you make your way up to the ravine. You are kind of veering off the path now, and you're heading more towards this giant ravine. It's hard to tell from a distance how large it is until you get closer, but you make your way towards the ravine. The old road passes to the east of a narrow ravine. At the road's closest approach to the cleft, several broken pillars jut from the earth where the ravine widens. Two of the pillars stand straight, but most lean atop sloped earth. Others are broken, and several have apparently fallen into the dark depths. A few similar pillars are visible on the opposite side of the ravine. A sturdy knotted rope is tied to one of the leaning pillars on the side of the ravine. I'm going to have you make an investigation check. Alright, natural 17. Let us pull up his sheet here. Investigation plus 1. Perfect. So, what Dempsey can see is that the pillars are worn and broken. And there's a graffiti and dwarfish alphabet that covers most of them. Ah, here, Dex. Looks like a, a warning of some sort. And Goblin. You continue to look around. A little more paranoid now. And you can start to make out that there's a bunch of little small campfires. Some as recent as a month ago. And it looks like there's been some effort, at least for most of these fires, to conceal these from casual scrutiny. And the rope tied to one of the leaning pillars hangs down to the dark ravine. And judging by its good condition, the rope couldn't have been tied there any longer than maybe two or three weeks ago. And from the edge of the ravine, older and weathered handholds and footholds can be seen carved into the cliff. And these are definitely goblin carved. Now you're trying to look around as to how to get down there. And you can't believe you're really saying that to yourself. As you can probably guess, you know, no one's really going to hold it against you if you never return to Oakhurst. You could easily leave, but for whatever reason, you feel like you're kind of wrapped up in this now. And you actually are looking and entertaining the idea of going down into those dark depths. And you, after looking for a while, you're a ranger. You're pretty pretty skilled at trapping. I mean, you've, your parents owned the butcher shop. You are you know, pretty outdoorsy for the most part. Pretty self-sufficient. You assess the situation, you know, really, there's only, only one way to get down. You could get down there several different ways, but you have a, a rather large dog who weighs probably at least twice what you weigh, and he's not going to be able to climb down that ladder or those carved little holes and and footholds. 
So you realize there's really only one way to get decks down there, and that's to tie a rope around the harness and lower them down there. And as you can tell, the descent is 50 feet from the edge of the ravine down to the first layer of the ravine. You sigh and you you kind of spend the next half hour getting the rope out, kind of going over your inventory, making sure everything holds, testing the rope, and then you know, applying basically a couple knots around the harness. And then you're kind of also feeding Dex food, going over your inventory, like I said, looking at, you got your health potion. Kind of one quick little look, making sure you have your, your torches with you and they're ready to light when you get down there. And you're considering just lighting one and throwing it down, but, I mean, you know. You know too much. Definitely goblin in the area. You're not going to mess with that. You're not going to give away your position that easily. And surprisingly, let's actually make an animal handling check here. Alright, so natural 18. I'm curious to see what it is, though. It's a bonus here. Plus 3, 21. Pfft, yeah. Dex trusts you. He just does. He likes you. You are his food source. And the alpha. So, he lets you lower him down. You get to the edge. You tie it off to some boulders behind you as best you can. And you lower the dog down. And oddly enough, he's just very content with it. It's like he's been with you for years doing these kind of absurd adventures. And several minutes go by and he reaches the bottom. Just barely. You have just enough rope, it seems like. Tie it off and do all that stuff. And you decide, hmm, should I keep this 50 foot, 60 foot piece of rope I got here? Or should I leave it here tied? And you're you're deciding, like, I'm just going to untie it from this. I'm going to untie it. Eh. You can keep considering it. Like, if I need to get out of here fast, I don't know what to do. Anyway, i got to move fast, so I'm just going to slide down this rope, too. I'll leave it up here. I've, I've got more rope here, I hope, in my bag. Uh, hopefully I don't need more rope. And you don't want to leave Dex down there. He's going to start barking and giving away his position easily. So you didn't quite think that through, but... You decide I'm going to sacrifice this 60 foot of rope I got and I'm going to keep it attached in case I need to just quickly reattach your dog and go up again. But you slide down. I'll make a athletics check for you here. All right, that's not great. Four plus two. Six. All right, you kind of get hung up halfway through. Your your bag is kind of twisted up. You're in a hurry. Um, we'll make one more kind of a dexterity check here just to see if you can quickly untangle yourself without causing further damage. Natural 20. So, yep, just like that. You pause, you breathe, you untangle this mess around your bag, and you slide down. Just like that, you are now with dex. You untie dex, and you scan the area as best you can. You catch your bearings, you scan the area, make a quick check here. Natural 15 plus the 1, 16. As you quickly assess, the sandy ledge overlooks a subterranean gulf of darkness to the west. The ledge is wide but rough. Sand, rocky debris, and the bones of small animals cover it. A rough-hewn stairwell zigs and zags down the side of the ledge, descending into darkness. So it looks like... The far wall of the chasm is 250 feet to the west, and the bottom of the subterranean vault is 80 feet below where your character stands now. So this is quite down, down into the earth. 
where the citadel is. You were just on the first level. Yeesh. Well, here we are, Jax. Believe it or not, here we are. You pat, you pat Dex on the head and say, All right, buddy. Shall we? I guess we're going to go down these staircases. As you kind of walk, you kind of walk over all these bones. And, and Dex is kind of sniffing and, and kind of rustling and digging up some of these things. He's kind of gnawing on what appears to be just small animals that maybe have fallen from up top and landed splat on here. There's a decent amount of bones here. Maybe a campfire here and there, but those look like they've been gone for years. I mean, last few years ago. So those campfires are old, but the bones seem to be somewhat new. So let's make a roll for... Let's make a roll for Dempsey here. See how stealthy he is. And I'll make one for... Well, two. All right, two plus... Wow, I'm surprised. A ranger is only plus three, but that's his highest proficiency it seems like a stealth so five six so you have six you roll a six um kind of in your haste and just the rush of adrenaline you're now in the bottom here you safely landed you're kind of expecting things to go wrong almost but you're here you're quickly moving through these bones and you thought maybe it would have been the dog that makes all this noise but it's no it's you you're snapping and cracking on these bones and kind of fumble on a skull of a rabbit most likely a rabbit. You kind of twist your ankle a little bit as you move, and you kind of kick a couple stones and bones down these zigzag staircases, and it clinks and clanks and all the way down. Falls, 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 falls. And you made a shit ton of noise. You just made a lot of noise. And even Dex's ears perk up, because that was a lot of noise for just a quick little rabbit skull falling down the staircase. And just like that, Nothing happens. You look at Dex, you look back at the staircase, look back at Dex, and you kind of make a face. Eh, I guess no one's here. And you walk towards the staircase. But, to your surprise, you are met with three giant rats. And they are pissed. They're making their way up the staircase. And they're hissing and hawing. Alrighty, this would be a great time to roll initiative. However, I'm going to say this is even better time to end session one. So we will begin next time with session two as we take on not one, not two, but three giant rats. I know, pretty epic. I appreciate you guys listening to the very first episode. Um, hopefully there's some more to come relatively quickly. And each time we make one i feel like we'll learn and get better every time so appreciate you listening and we'll see you next session anyway thanks <laughs>